get to serve him, we get to live for him. What an honor that is. The resurrection, he is alive and well. Amen. He is alive and well. You know, um, I think about the doctrine of um, the resurrection. You know, it's just one of the most powerful um, doctrines we have. It's so important that um, we hold on to that because, you know, even in the, uh, in the, uh, the Bible, it talks about how the Corinthians church was um, trying to say that he didn't rise again. And, I mean, we're going to go over that a little bit, but um, first, my first slide, we're going to just talk about Paul a little bit on this uh, deal here. Hallelujah. Resurrection. You know, I'm trying to, trying to contain myself. You know, I'm trying to, you know, trying to be all sophisticated and, um, you know, kind and nice. But it's hard to do that knowing that my Savior, your Savior, shed his blood for our sins, ripped the veil. I love that veil part. Slam, ripped it. Said, no, you don't have to go by priests no more. You don't have to have sacrifices all the time and spread the altar with blood because I'm going to rip the veil for you. For me. Now we can boldly enter into the throne of grace and find mercy and help in the time of need. Is that a blessing or what? Now, you know, uh, the, the, um, the doctrine of Christ's death and resurrection is the foundation of Christianity. Remove this foundation and the whole fabric falls. Our hopes, our eternity sinks at once. And it is by holding the truth firmly that Christians are made to stand in the day of trial to keep faithful to the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. The doctrine of resurrection. Hallelujah. You know, um, uh, first slide um, for uh, Paul. Paul, you know, we all know that I love Paul, right? He's my main man. Yeah, anybody go see the movie um, Saul? There's a movie out right now on Saul, so if you want to find out a little bit about him and about some of the things that he did, and I went there, and um, and uh, it was hard. It was a hard thing to, to do it because you know that um, Paul eventually gave his life for the gospel. He was beheaded in Rome by Caesar because he believed in the resurrection, because he is willing to be chained and bound and know that, hey, it doesn't matter what happens here, we're going to end up in heaven. The Bible says this, Paul said this, this is one thing Paul desired above all things. He says, I want to know him. How many want to know Jesus? Come on, just know him. Just hang out with him. Let him be a part of your life. He said, I want to know him. And let me tell you something, there, if there's ever a time on earth today, we need to know him personally, know Jesus. You don't need to know about him. You don't need to know about everything. See, what, what's cool about right now, our Savior is being celebrated all over the world. Every country, every, um, every, there's islands, there's mountains, there's villages. They are celebrating the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Why? Because he rose again. It's historical. But they, you not only need to celebrate his resurrection, but Paul said, my biggest request is I want to know him. And I want to know him in the power of his resurrection. Come on. And the fellowship of his suffering. And that's what he did. He, he knew him. He knew him so well that actually when he, uh, he wrote his last letter to 2 Timothy, 
um, he said, look, I fought a good fight. I finished my course. From henceforth there's laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord has promised me, and all them that love his appearance. He's like, Timothy, don't be ashamed of the gospel. Timothy, be proud of this resurrection. Actually, he said in 2 Timothy 2, he said this, I want you to do this, Timothy. Put this in, consider this well, that Jesus Christ of the seed of David rose from the dead. And he told that young man, because, you know, sometimes when you get in to be a minister, and he was a young minister among older people. He was in a trial. The Bible talks about he wept, he had hard times. But Paul encouraged him. He said, look, when you're going through your roughest time, when life seems like it's not throwing you some nice blows, it seems like things are going hard, just remember that he rose again from the dead. We have a future. We have a plan. Hallelujah. And that's what Paul said to Timothy. And that Paul ended up giving his life. In Rome, it, it, he didn't give it. I mean, it was going to go anyway, but he was willing. He said, he said, I fought a good fight. Henceforth, he wasn't like, he wasn't crying, oh, Timothy, now I'm going to die in Rome. I'm going to have a hard time. No, he was like glorious. He's like, it's about time. I've been serving God. I'll serve God. And now the aged Paul is ready to meet God because ultimately, he said, I want to know the power of his resurrection. It's not only the power for, to live right now, but it's the power that's going to transform us in our last time. See, one thing good about, uh, well, not, I, I hate saying one thing, one thing, one of the best parts about being a Christian is that we know where we're going. You know where you're going? Not only do you have a purpose here on this earth that you're being ordered by God and he's ordering your steps and you got, a, you got the road map, the lamp of the word, the law, the, the lamp to your feet and a, a light unto your path, but you know ultimately we're going to be with Jesus throughout eternity, the glorified body, the one that has power over death. And that's where we're going to be. And that's so it's such a, a, a blessing for that. The next, next slide. And it says Christ lives within you. So even though your body uh, will die because of sin, guess what? Bad news because we're all dying. You know, medicine, modern medicine is doing really good, isn't it? I mean, people are, are advancing so much, but guess what? Fatality is 100%. We're all going to die. The Bible says it's appointed unto men once to die, after that the judgment. And we used to fear death, but no longer because of Christ. We do not fear death. But it says that um, they, because of sin, the spirit, but the spirit uh, gives you life because you have been made right with God. You know what? You might not be right with some people. Some people will just never get right with you. But guess what? You need to be right with the Lord. You got to stay right with him, stay clean with him, stay pure with him. The Bible says, therefore, having peace with God. We have peace with God. Be a justified faith. We have peace with God because we believe in the cross and what he did. So that, uh, uh, and so then the scripture says this in verse 11. The spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Jesus Christ from the dead, he'll give you life to your mortal body by the same spirit that living in you. Could you imagine that? Do you understand that? The same spirit, we saw the veil turn open, we saw the tomb rolled by, but the same exact spirit that rose Christ from the dead is in our body if you receive Christ. 
what will that spirit do? It will give you power that you never had before. I remember all my life I tried to quit drinking, tried to quit smoking, tried to, you know, clean up my act. Well, I couldn't do it because I was trying to do it in my own. But when somebody at, in front of an Army PX store told me, hey, brother, are you a Christian? I said, yeah, I'm a Christian. I go to church. He goes, well, are you saved? Saved? What's that mean? Are you born again? Born again? That was like talking French to me there. Born again, what's that mean? I felt like Nicodemus. Go back in the womb? What are you talking about? He says, well, let me put it this way. If you died right now, do you know without a shadow of a death that you would go to heaven? I said, yes, I would. And I started thinking, I think I would. I started thinking some more. I said, I don't know. He goes, well, you believe the Bible. I go, yeah, I believe the Bible. I ain't never read it, but I believe it. He goes, well, if I could show you in the Bible that you could know Jesus as your personal Savior, that the Spirit of Christ that raised him from the dead, he didn't give me all the details, but that's basically what he was saying. If you ask Christ to come in, because Jesus said this, Behold, I stand at the door and knock at your heart. And if any man open that door, he will come into him, he will sup with him, he will hang out with him, he'll be alive in him, and he'll give him power. I said, bro, show me the way, bro, I'm down, let's do it. So I asked Christ to come in my heart right there on the PX uh, steps, and man, I felt so good, I felt like, man, I got peace. You thought I had energy that now, I was 23 years old, think how much energy I had. Man, I was ready to dunk, man. If I could, I would have been doing reverse dunks. Because I was so happy and so pleased. And then finally, when I tried to quit drinking, guess what happened? The love for drinking was gone. When I tried to quit smoking, the love for smoking was gone. When God started changing my vocabulary to good words instead of bad words. When I used to dream and talk in my sleep and I'd be using bad words. Thank God my kids never seen that. My, I got saved when my, my oldest was about this big, so he don't remember me being a bad, bad, bad boy. But now, now in my dreams, I'll be waking up and I'm singing praises. I might be singing your song next week. We'll put it on the list for worship, okay? But somebody said uh, that not only did I not only have cuss words were gone, I didn't even have a cuss word in my foot. I just didn't even feel like cussing. I didn't even like think about cussing because God took and transformed my heart. The same spirit that rose Jesus from the dead went in my body and changed me. And that's what Christ does for all of us. It's not just for Brother Andrew. It's for everybody. Amen. Hallelujah. So we go to the next scripture. This is Paul. The Corinthians was a good church spiritually. They had gifts cracking. I mean, they were like speaking in tongues, the gift of healing, the gift of wisdom, the gift of uh, knowledge, word of knowledge. I mean, the gift of miracles. I mean, this church was popping for gifts. But at times, they were still having problems in their lives. And somehow, even though they were flowing with God, they somehow, the doctrine of Jesus Christ not rising from the dead crept in there. And you know why the devil would love to put that in people's mind that, oh, you didn't really rise from the dead. Because then you lose your firm foundation 
which Christ has given us. Look at this scripture. It says, Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel which I preached to you, which also you received, and which you stand. You know, I was just want to say, let's, let's, if you know Jesus Christ, or you want to know Jesus Christ today, let's just stand up for him right one, one second. Come on. I've seen somebody stand. They were like, oh, we stand in Christ. We stand in Christ. We're not crawling. We're not begging. But we stand firm in the Lord. Paul said, we preach the gospel of resurrection, and you're able to stand in God. Before that, we couldn't even crawl up to God. You may be seated. Another, uh, just a good little object lesson. Plus, in case you're still asleep, because it is, you know, 8 o'clock service. But we stand by, by which you also are saved. And he says, if you hold fast the words I preach to you, unless you believe in vain. Next verse. For I deliver to you, first of all, that which also you received, that Christ died for our sins. Hallelujah. He died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried and he rose again on the third day according to the scriptures. Look, if you have doubt, you better check and check out the word. Because you know what? We're living in times of perilous times where all kinds of waves of doctrines and different beliefs and different compromises where gray is gray and black ain't black, white ain't white. It's all just like, if it feels good, let's do it. God's not that way. God's about, God is about what the scripture says. I love the Berean church that said that they... They loved, they flocked around Paul. They loved to hear Paul preach. But what they did is when they preached, they afterwards they sat and checked the scriptures. They were called more, they were more noble than others because they searched to see whether the scriptures are true. Don't rely on just people's preaching. Don't be relying just on people's teaching. It's good for us. Amen? Us to get into this good book and to read it even more so your doctrine is sound and your walks are straight, and your life is pure. Amen. And, and this is what was seen by Caiaphas, and then the 12, after they were seen by over 500 brethren, of one whom his greater part remained to be present. Some have fallen asleep. Paul says, you know, 500 people saw Jesus. There is a couple dead. He, don't, he can't keep count, so he didn't want to, you know give you a false, accurate number, but he said there is some that fell asleep. He said that the people had witnesses of Jesus, evidence, evidence of Jesus, 500 people. I know that um, if, you're, if you get caught in a crime and you don't have, have uh, if, there's, if somebody says you did a crime and you have no witnesses, even if you have Perry Mason for you, more than likely, you're not going to get busted without no witnesses. But if, but if they have witnesses, one or two witnesses, sorry, Perry, you're getting fired today. Because when, when truth comes and it's confirmed, it makes a difference. I remember when I did um, uh, jury duty. Anybody ever do jury duty? I like it. 
You know why? Because first thing they do is they say, tell me about yourself. I was like, sweet, I get to preach. Yeah, I was, I was this way, now I'm this way. Christ changed my life. And they're like, okay. So I'm on jury duty here in Salem. You know, I was like, man. And they pay you a lot too, don't they? What, $6 a day or something like that? But you get to meet a bunch of people and we're talking, we're at a case. And one thing about cases, if, um, you know, one lawyer says something, you look at them, they're like, they're for sure guilty. And then the other defense lawyer says something, they're like, they're for sure not guilty. Because they're so good at their defense and, and their um, prosecutions, right? So it's, it takes wisdom, it takes time. And, and one thing I will say about America, I thank God for our system because it does work. It's a blessing that we're in a country where we can get a fair trial. Because there's a lot of places, they throw you in, you're in for life, and that's it. Thank the Lord for America, amen? But anyway, um, we're in there, and, uh, and it was, um, I took them out to, we went to the, the jury, went out to lunch, went out to lunch, and I said, I hope you don't mind, but I'd like to pray over the meal. And they're like, okay, I guess that can't hurt. I mean, as long as you don't say in Jesus' name, but I did. And so I prayed and did the meal, and it was fine, and nobody was offended or nothing. So we're getting close to the end of the, the, end of the, um, the trial. And while we're in the middle, the end of the trial, this lady comes in, and she shuts the door, and she goes, I couldn't sleep last night. You know, I, I, this is such a tough case, and, you know, there's so many things, and I want to do the right thing. I want to do the right thing. And she goes, Can, do you mind if the preacher prays for us? I'm asleep. Open the door, bro. And so we pray. We said, God, give us wisdom. Give us understanding. You're the, you're the righteous judge. If any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God. And we prayed, and, we, um, and it ended up, I think, things went well. But even the world knows that the resurrected Christ, if you're following him and you have evidence of him, that they, it's going to make a difference even in their lives. So they were asking for prayer. So 500 witnesses, bro. Guess what? Jesus was alive. I think about Jesus when he showed himself to the disciples and he, he came in, you know, he came in in an interesting entryway. He went through the wall. How are you alive and went through the wall? Well, you know how he could do it? He God. God could do anything. He went through the wall. The disciples are like, whoa, scared. He's like, man, ha, ha, ha. In John 2020, 20, that's. If you want 2020 vision, look at John 2020 because Jesus talks about examine his hands, examine his feet. But what he did is he, he um, showed himself to the disciples. He actually even at one time it said that um, uh, they were so scared. He says, look, give me something to eat then. So he had a broiled fritz and a honeycomb. Like those don't eat. He wanted to make sure. He wants us to have evidence and to know for sure that he is alive. And so, but guess who wasn't there? Doubting Thomas. You know, Doubting Thomas a lot of times gets a bad, a bad, bad, bad grip, you know. It's like Doubting Thomas, man. You know, that's, that's, how would you like to be like every time I talk to you, you're a doubter. Doubting Thomas. But you know what, doubt, what Doubting Thomas wasn't there, and, and because he saw the crucifixion, he saw how brutal it was, he saw the blood, he saw them bury him and put him in the tomb. He saw everybody ran in fear, and when they came with the story, he just could not believe it. He said, unless I put my hand in his wound and my hand in his side, I will not believe. 
But Jesus shows up. They, they told him, hey, he came, and he's like, I don't believe it. And he waits eight days. God waits eight days. I mean, you talk about being nervous. Eight days, he's, he's alive. I'm, I don't know. I don't know. Long time. But when Jesus showed up, what did he say? He went to Thomas. He said, behold, my hands and my feet. And Thomas, he didn't have to touch his scars. He didn't have to put his hand in his side. But he said, my Lord and my God. You have rose from the dead. And Jesus said, because you have seen, you believe. But blessed are they that have not seen and yet still believe. Has anybody seen Jesus in here? Guess what? You're blessed. But you haven't seen him. How many believe in Jesus? Come on now. How many believe in Jesus? You are blessed. He said it's more blessed because it's harder to just trust God's word to believe in the truth, to hear the evidence, and not see him, and to believe. Because we're more blessed than the disciples that saw him and got to handle him and love on him and touch him and hang out with him. It's more blessed to, to believe if you haven't seen. I haven't seen him, but guess what? I've been reading about Jesus for 36 years. Hallelujah. I've been reading about the Gospels. I remember when I first got saved. I said, somebody told me, somebody told me that, um, that Jesus, when he speaks, it's in red letters. And I said, you know what? I started reading the red letters. Man, I was reading Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, red letters, red letters, red letters. And then finally one day I said, I, I hear the words, but how did he get to where he was going? I started, had to start reading the black letters. Find out he got in the boat, went over there. Oh, okay, that's how it went. But because his words were so important, the resurrected Christ, that he came in and changed our lives, we go for the red letters. Red letters. And, you know, now the iPhones and stuff, some of them have red letters. Anybody, I got an iPhone that has red letters because red letters are important. So next slide. Paul afterwards seen Jesus himself. And he was born out of due time. And the reason why he said that, because he persecuted the church. But he found out this resurrected Christ can change even a murderer. Can change somebody who hated the church, who caused havoc for the church. But because he rose again and he shed his blood, he can change anybody. And that is the power of the resurrection. Next slide. In conclusion. This corruptible must put on incorruption. And this mortality must put on immortality. So that this corruptible has put on incorruption. And this mortal has put on immortality. Then shall be brought to pass the saying that death is swallowed up in victory. Hallelujah. Death is swallowed up in victory. Next one. Oh, death, where is your sting? Where was the sting of death? Sin. Thank God Jesus died and he rose again. Because if he didn't rise again, we'd all be lit right now in our sin. Matter of fact, if he didn't rise again, I wouldn't even be here today because it's too early. I'd be somewhere after partying all night with a headache. 
and all the, the wonderful aftermaths of it, the scars and the things of it, because there would be no reason to get up to just do a religious act, but because death has been taken this thing, because Jesus did rise again, it's so much worthy to get up early in the morning and come to a sweet service knowing that we're celebrating Jesus Christ. Amen. Next. So the sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. The reason why the law is a strength because it tells you you can't do this. We do it. We're all judged for sin. We're all judged for it. But because of the blood and the remission and the forgiveness of sin, God takes away that death. And then verse 57, it says, But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. How many got victory today? Come on now. We're serving the resurrected Christ. I might not look good to you, but guess what? I look good to God because he's looking not at my works and not at my own personal life, but he's looking at the precious blood that's applied to my life and your life too. Hallelujah. Next verse. Therefore. I love that word, therefore. You know what that means? Because of everything we said already, therefore, my beloved brethren, my beloved sisters, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Why? Because we know that our labor's not in vain. How do you know that? Why? Because he rose again from the dead. Hallelujah. He took the sting out of death. He gave us victory in our life. We don't have to be the same way, and we can have hope for the future because we know we serve a resurrected God. Thank God for the resurrection. Thank God for Jesus Christ. Thank God for his Holy Spirit that dwells in our body and gives us a chance. Let's stand as the musicians will come up. We've got a little time. Hallelujah. Jesus is so good to us. He's so faithful. His mercies are renewed every morning. Just as he rose again from the dead, his mercies are every day. You know, we live in a perilous times. We live in a, a crazy world right now. This world is really, really unstable throughout the world. I mean, you know, you think about, you know, um, even uh, Russia is starting to show their strength and doing crazy stuff, kicking us out of the embassy. And we don't know. It's, we don't, it's, it's, it's uncertain what's going to happen in this world. We don't have confidence in the world and the nations, but we have confidence in Jesus Christ who died and rose again. That's one thing we can put our we can put our we can put our money on it. And because he rose again from the dead, it gives affirmation of his word saying the word is true and we can live by the truth. And my my prayer today is um first of all, I would just everybody close your eyes, nobody looking around. If you want to just Say, today I want to give Jesus my life, or I want to rededicate my life today. Knowing that he rose again, he shed his blood for me. And you want to do that, 
saying, today, Pastor Andrew, I want to make a declaration that I'm going to serve God with all my heart and all my soul. If you, if you want to do that, please raise your hand today, this morning, and we want to pray with you. Say, you want to, I just want to rededicate my life or I want to give my life knowing that he is a resurrected Christ, that he has the answer for everything in my life. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Father, I just thank you for every person here. I thank you, Lord, for just rising again from the dead, Lord, giving us a chance, a break, Father, where we couldn't do it on our own. Our works, our dead works, never could get us to the place where you brought us. We thank you, Lord, that you shed your blood, you rose again, and you're coming back for a church, a glorious church without spot or wrinkle. Thank you again for rising from the dead. Thank you again for helping us, Lord God. And we just give you the praise. And we thank you in Jesus' name, amen. Enjoy the, the refreshments out in the lobby, and we'll just um, fellowship and hang out. And thank you again for coming. And God bless you. Celebrate them in Jesus' name, amen.